Hello. Hi, John. <coughs> you sound like you're about to say something really important. <coughs> Ooh, and there it is. Hello. Hello. Hello, hello Merlin. Hello, John. Got to get my bell ready. Let's see here. I turn the turn the volume on my microphone down, and now I'm going to turn it back up. Cause okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Feeling good? Um. Sorry. Was that a loaded question? I'm a little bit. Yeah. You know. How, oh, the distortion there. Oh. Um. Yeah. It's a. You know. It's a little bit of a loaded question, as you know. Am I feeling good? What is good? What? What's the? You got a bee in your bonnet? What's going on? Hmm. Oh, oof. No. Are you, I mean, uh, you, you fighting City Hall? What's going on? Oh, always. Mm -hmm. I, uh, I got a text message from uh, the one neighbor that I don't like this morning asking for the phone number of the other neighbor I don't like. Oh, no. And they, they really don't like each other. Super duper don't like each other. Oh, so, boy. I so got advice on like, this. Oh, this, boy. Yeah, I don't know. This is like a, this is the beginning of a new. I don't think it's the beginning of a new era of rapprochement. I believe that there's that they're going to go at it over something. I don't know what. Well, can they just go to the thing. person's house, like a person? They're right next door to each other. Ugh. But I think they're going to want to they're going to want to settle this over email. I'm not sure what it is. W would you Would you forgive me on, on this this November first, Rabbit Rabbit? Would you forgive me for? Uh, Jumping in here with something. It's not exactly advice, but it is an observation. Yeah, yeah. No, I want to hear it. I don't think you need this, but I, you know, our listeners might. Mm -hmm. um, every day somebody's born who's never seen the Flintstones. You know what I'm saying? Yabba dabba do. Yabba dabba don't. My, um, my lady friend, my very special lady friend, uh, recently found her. I'm going to try and keep this slightly redacted. Um, my very special lady friend recently found herself in the middle of some family drama. Okay. I think I have an inkling about this, but yeah, go on. Well, then the nature of the family, I don't want to throw anybody under the family bus here. <laughs> right. But these are, these are grown ass people. Do a lot of uh, her family members listen to your shows? I don't think so. I found out my brother-in-law follows me on Twitter, which is pretty weird. Mm -hmm. Um, cause I don't want to think about that. You know, mm -hmm. he's mm -hmm. a grandfather. Mm -hmm. Um, but so she gets, she found it. So, so let's just leave it at this. Okay. There's, there's, there's a disagreement about the dispensation of my uh, late beloved mother-in-law's, one of her belongings. Okay. Okay. And it, which, you know, that happens sometimes, right? Is it a valuable thing or is it just a, a sentimental thing? It's definitely sentimental. It's her wedding ring. Oh, so also valuable. Oh God, I'm already saying too much. But so t two, two of her family members start going at each other about what, first of all, it all begins, oh God, I'm in so much trouble. It all begins no. with the most <laughs> passive aggressive text message. Not, oh, I thought, I thought you were going to say it all begins when two people meet and fall in love in the shadow no, of No, it all started in December of 1929 <laughs> when Pauline Cudworth was born. Um, what a great name. Um, and... But like, it starts with, oh, hey, yeah, you know, the thing we talked about a long time ago with mom's ring and, um, you know, oh man, I'm fucked. We, you know, and uh, like, isn't there like a, um, 
you know, I don't know if you watched Succession, but it was a very, you know, Cousin Greg sort of way to do it. Like, isn't there some kind of a rule everybody follows about who gets that, like based on who has the oldest daughter and stuff like that? Isn't that a thing, <laughs> you know? Uh-huh. And, uh, and it escalated very quickly. And I think you'll, you'll know this style. I think I, you've seen you participate in this style. And I've definitely received this, this style from other people in a different time. I was the kind of person who would rep this style, which is when a person is texting to you and begins by saying things like, hand to God, um, thank you for your input on this. <laughs> and then they stop speaking in a way, they start speaking in a way where they do not use contractions anymore. Oh, and they yeah. text like that back and forth. And I don't know where it stands right now, but I said, just like I'm giving you advice you don't, you didn't ask for, I, I said to my lady friend, because she's getting texts from both of them, like, can you believe this? And do they, do they not get along? Do they, in under well, normal they're, circumstances? Well, they're, the, they're, they're older, you know, they're old, in the, in the, in the birth order. They are, uh, one doesn't say senior, they are veteran, uh, siblings. I see veteran siblings. I see. And did I mention they're grown ass people? They're both grandparents also. And uh, anyways, it's, you know, this kind of thing happens between people. I think, I love you so much, John. Text is not the place to settle these kinds of things, I feel like. Right. And and especially if you, you can smell that escalation. Oh, yeah. Anybody could smell it, right? And know, oh, okay, yeah. this is not going anywhere good. And we stopped using contractions. And I just, I said to her, I said, look, I said, you didn't ask for advice here, but I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> I said, it's just like a couple that gets into fights and like they both turn to somebody to like pick a side and be a, a you know, a sympathetic ear. And once it is resolved, you, first of all, you had all this aggravation, but you will not come out of it looking good. If mm. anything, they will gang up on you mm. in many cases. I don't know if it's always true, but the same kind of people that stop using contractions could be very much the kind of people who then go, oh yeah, well now we're going to, we're going to gang up on this other, this third party. I, uh, I would, uh, I would, I would try to stay out of it if you can. Can I ask what you said when you texted back? Oh, well she wanted, all she wanted was the neighbor's, uh, uh, did she use contractions? Phone numbers. I, my relationship with these two women could not be worse i don't think it Ooh. could be worse i guess we could be suing each other <laughs> but, wh- but it's not but it's not an you don't find it an easy convivial generative enjoyable uh relationship you have with these two neighbors no one of them i mean what we have for a very long time uh with it it it, it my relationship with each one of these women has for a very long time been very strained, very, uh, fake friendly, fake, polite texts and fake, polite kind of over the fence head nods. But Uh like what I would call maybe North Florida discourse. We all know what the deal is. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, the deal is just just for clarity here is one of these, the people who throw trash. One of them is the people who throw trash. She is not the, her trash. That's the, that's somebody who's out there partying that she's not involved in. It's definitely not her drug addict son. It fell from the sky. Okay, and it's not it's not even her drug addict son because at, with further layers of excavation have revealed that she who um, 
you know, the matriarch has also mm-hmm. thrown, I mean, uh, her kids learned how to do this somewhere and they learned it from her because she learned she's it from watching her. Yeah. She's thrown all of her gardening detritus all. I mean, there's stuff over the fence, the uh, feet deep that could only have come from her. There's no other. Was, it, was there also person. a wheelbarrow of like dirt involved at one know, point? All that, all that, everything. But like with a smile. Oh like, no, hey, that's the uh, so that's the other one. Shit that's the other one. Oh shit! Okay, ah. So both of them have you know both of them traditionally for decades encroached on this property when it was owned by uh, an older couple that couldn't um, that couldn't keep it up anymore. Mm-hmm. And so you know what happened is the the ravine got overgrown with blackberries, and then these two neighbors, uh, because the because the former owners couldn't see through the the bramble just mm. started dumping their garbage over the fence which is insane you know it's just insane it's insane it would be insane if we lived in north florida it would be insane if we uh lived in nairobi and it is insane here in <laughs> normandy park washington <laughs> okay uh but they both when confronted in their own way and style became not apologetic but defensive and defensive in a way that suggested both that they had not done anything wrong, but also they had every right to do, uh, these oh, things, you classic. know, that, that is the, you know what? Yep. 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 Similar to a thing my lady's dealing with same right? attitude. Like, Oh n- no, that wasn't me, but also that's how we've always done it around here. Yeah. And so I didn't, you know, I didn't do it, but if I did, it's not a problem. And so I, you know, and the thing is, Merlin, we've talked about this so much. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm watching myself, the drone footage of me that I can see in my own head as I'm talking to them. And I'm saying, this is a situation where, you know, in the past, you, John, just trying to say the right thing and do the right thing. Somehow you managed to escalate these situations. I don't know how it's so confusing to me. Why do I escalate these? All I'm doing is being polite. Like, did you know, oh, in the, but well, did you didn't know in the moment, you didn't feel like what you were doing in the moment was escalating. Well, even when I look back at these moments, I go, how did I escalate that? All I yeah. said was, I'm, you know, like, please, I, I said, please six times. It's something in my voice or something in my face that makes people um, get defensive and makes people then fight. And it, there's something in my voice and in my face, in my tone that when I talk to police officers, they call me sir. And they apologize for, uh, for just, you know, for like disturbing me, Mm. but that same thing, or maybe it's a different thing, but something in my face and voice, when I talk to a neighbor and say, Hey, it's three in the morning. Can you turn your stereo down? Or, Hey, can you stop throwing your, your old paint cans over my fence? They always, and this is the thing between, between me and my sister. Cause if Susan had gone over there, oh my God, we'd be having Christmas together. But I'm, I'm like, Hey, can you stop? And they're like, they, A, blow me off and then B, get mad. So, so I'm on, I'm in the, I'm on not good terms with either one of them. I had Hunter McLean build a fence between me and the daycare, mm. but that's only just kept the, <laughs> the, the, the garbage, you know, the, the plastic garbage bags from blowing over the, the yard. <laughs> and then <clears throat> I, I, I don't know if we talked about it, but the, 
But the county, the whole creek restoration thing, it's all in motion. I had 20 kids over here. You know, the, the, the whole thing is happening. And it's only the beginning. It's only the mm. beginning. Uh -huh. And I wrote both of these neighbors and I said, hey, you're going to notice a lot of people in the yard. They all have reflective vests on and um, are wearing like floppy rain hats. And they're all in their early 20s because they're hippie, hippie environmentalists with degrees in biodiversity. <laughs> and they're going to be in my yard. And my yard goes to where the survey stakes are, not, it's not, my yard doesn't end where you put your last rhododendron. It ends where the survey stakes are. And there's a difference in some cases. You're fighting some kind of like an invisible, invisible legacy line and invisible legacy behaviors. Well, but the, <clears throat> I made it clear, like the day that I first met them, I was like, Hey, you know, that whole thing where you just keep taking someone else's yard and then it just becomes the new normal. Oh yeah. You know that thing? It's just yeah, it's sort almost of like the, the thing they say about like, if you, you know, one reason you have to fight, I don't know if it's true, but it is said you got to fight copyright, even if it's not a big deal, because that becomes sort of like a, like a precedent. And if you don't fight it, you know what I mean? That kind of thing where you're like, if you you're just in a neighbor thing, if you see too much in terms of what I will just generally call boundaries, Boundaries. You end up unintentionally, like, just reifying whatever that busted-ass behavior was. Uh, right. And the thing is, I've spent a lot of time reading about this stuff and thinking about it, just because it's, it's in my wheelhouse to know uh -huh. about uh, adverse possession. And You'll ask in, the truck driver about how the water system works. You want to oh, know I, how things work. I want to know how things work. Uh -huh. And so the first conversation I had with either of them, I was like, hi, I'm your new neighbor. That whole thing where, you know, you're, you're like a great gardener and you just keep on gardening. <laughs> you just keep on gardening right over the line. And just a reference? Garden, you just garden, 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 like a little, uh -huh. like a, like a, like a little, uh, uh, hedgehog or something, you know, you know, that thing you're, you're like terraforming your neighbor's yard. Yeah. Well, that's a great thing, and I'm amazed by everything you've done, but the property line is here, and I know it's here, and I've been here for not very long, and I just want us both to know that the property line is here, and I know it's here, and so it's not a thing where I live here five years, and then you say, oh, I thought that was just, it's like, let's just, let's just establish we both know where it is, right? Because uh -huh. you knew where it was when you went over it the first time. And the 95-year-olds that you were taking advantage of didn't know or care, but I do. I'm the middle-aged guy who does care. So right. it was never going to be a thing where they, there was never going to be a thing where they said, but, but it was always from the very moment. And I didn't do it in a dick way. It's uh -huh. just, it's just right there. It's just, it's like, here's the, look, there's an old post in the ground. See the old post that was put there a long time ago. We both know it's there. Let's just be friends. Let's be friends and have this post be our friend too, the third friend, or in this case, the fourth friend, and we can all be friends. <laughs> you're, you're presenting something very rationally, and you're providing what feels like a very natural and realistic, very rational solution to a, a mutual beef. I think, I think, Merlin. Hmm. <laughs> Winter is coming. Winter's coming right now? I think there is a war brewing. Oh, no. that The big winter. Mm. 
And oh, you, my sweet summer child. I don't know. <clears throat> I know there's a war brew brewing with me. Ooh. I hope. I really do. I really hope there's a war brewing between them. Yeah, that would help a lot. Do you think they're going to go to the mattresses? I don't think so. I don't think either one of them. There's a lot of mutual animosity, but I don't think they have quite the. There aren't the stakes between them that there are between each of them and me. I just want to kind of Ooh. encourage them to to tilt against one another because maybe they'll use up some resources. Maybe they'll have a boundary dispute where they where they squander resources and then they'll leave their flanks unprotected. Mm-hmm. The, the enemy of my neighbor is also my neighbor. That's right. I'm, squ- I'm swearing. <laughs> <laughs> this episode of Roderick on the Line is brought to you in part by Mac Weldon. You can learn more about Mac Weldon right now by visiting macweldon.com slash rotl did you know it's it's i think it's still technically summertime get your summer on you know you need clothes please wear clothes it's so vital that you wear clothes and right now you can dive into mac weldon's swim line with trunk and board short options that are quick to dry and have four-way stretch fabric and when you're not in the pool mac weldon's new maverick tech chino short and radius short are the perfect additions to your summer wardrobe i need to start saying things like short and and pant and trouser i should start saying that because i think it sounds really classy the point is that uh, this is going to be perfect for your summer wardrobe, and it keeps you comfortable, so you can confidently power through your most active days. Mac Weldon also has a free loyalty program called Weldon Blue. This is very cool. Level one of Weldon Blue. Hey, you get free shipping for life. Boom, out the door. Bob's your uncle. And once you reach level two by spending $200, you get 20% off every order for the next year. So stay cool this summer and look great doing it with all new collections of men's essentials from Mac Weldon. Uh, you know, summer or otherwise, I got to be honest with you guys, uh, I'm probably the biggest fan in the world of Mac Weldon, and yet I'm desperately not very active. I know you're more active than me, so you'll benefit from this. Me, I, I love I love stuff uh, like their, their long sleeve uh, t-shirt. I have a bunch of those. I do like their underpants. I have their fleece vest. I have all the things, you guys. I wear it every day. So do me a favor, for 20% off your first order, you go to MacWeldon.com slash ROTL, just like it sounds, and enter the promo code ROTL, just like it sounds, and uh, it's going to get you 20% off. MacWeldon.com slash ROTL, promo code ROTL for 20% off. They're reinventing men's basics, and, and don't you want to be there for that? You, you can tell your kids, you know, I was there. I made it happen. I, 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 I got comfortable with Mac Weldon. Do it. Our thanks to Mac Weldon for supporting Roderick on the Line and all the great shows. Wearing <laughs> up for this. And, oh, boy. You know, and it's, so last night was Halloween. Yeah. And, uh, and I was pretty, I was pretty concerned that I was going to get toilet paper. <laughs> really? Call them all, you think? No. Payback is a pitch. Some teens, some teens. Because I got into a, I got into a, a, a conflict with some teens. Oh, right. You saw, you saw people outside and you went and yeah. confronted them and you chased them down and it seemed like douchebags from the swim team or something, right? Yeah, that's right. And, and on further reflection, you know, I keep thinking about it. Oh, what did I, what was I doing? I overreacted. It was so stupid. I was in a bad place that day. I was, you know, I was, I, I'd been having a really bad day and, mm-hmm. and, and it was yeah. the culmination of a really bad week. And I heard these kids in the yard and I just, I don't, you know, I just kind of lost. If, if you, if you listen back, if, 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 if there was a recording of the event and, and I listened back to it, I would sound like Howard Dean 
uh, shouting off the, the names of states, mm-hmm. you know, I just, I, my voice cracked uh. in this, like, what are you doing in my yard? Yeah. And, and when I think back, it's like, yeah, it doesn't, matter, are- it doesn't matter what actually happened and what, what he actually said. What matters is the, uh, and then I listened to a podcast episode about this, the, the anomalies of the way that room was mic'd. And it made him, it made him sound crazy when he wasn't actually crazy. But Mm. the thing is, he still did sound crazy. However, Mm. it happened. And what you're saying is you roll back that tape and and you're going to be the one talking about, you know, uh, leaving New Hampshire to, to, to go to Iowa or whatever. Yeah. Right. And, and so as Halloween approached, I was like, there, there, there are two possibilities. And one of the possibilities is that that group of swim team, uh, (laughs) you know, Biff's. It's, it's Tyler, Chad, Todd. Although these days. And it's, Dylan. It's, it's Jaden, Caden, uh, Dylan. Jay, oh, it's all the bell tones. Yes. Um, but so option one is those kids were juniors and this is their senior year. If that's the case, if this is their senior year, I'm definitely getting toilet paper tonight. Do you think they still think about it? Like you think about it? Well, because. I mean, obviously I was, you do, you must. I was on a trip. I don't mm-hmm. remember what the, I don't remember where I was, but I was out of town. Oh no, it was when I was driving across the country, uh, with my family. This was a couple of months later <clears throat> and I had installed around the property, uh, a whole set of, um, internet security cameras uh-huh. that were invented by a company here in Seattle that are oh, yeah. kind of good, not great. So and, the, com- the company, the, uh, the cops like to work with. Is, is it? Or do the cops, oh, the cops, like the cops love getting footage off those. And so. Does it, the, does it rhyme with ding? Uh, uh, no, no, it's the other thing. Oh, it's something okay. else. It's a different one. And the, <clears throat> and it's, you know, it's local to, to the Northwest and the cameras are like $25. The like upfront investment is very low. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and they're, and you know, and they're battery powered. Put them around. I got them. I so, got slightly, them. slightly ruggedized, so you can put it yeah. outside. Little ruggedized. I got them ruggedized. Mm-hmm. Trees all around the house. I got an app. It's one of those apps where every time you pull it up, like something's got to get updated. Oh, I know it. I know and, it. Uh, oh, and some, you know, it's got. Oh, it's buffering. It's loading. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it's all working, you can in real time from your phone look at the six cameras I've got. The six twenty-five dollar cameras I've got nailed up in the trees around here. Okay, I can look at my house from a variety of of locations. John's Panopticon. Yep, and it will record twenty-five seconds of video in response to uh, motion detection or sound or whatever. So I'm in Ohio, and uh, and my phone goes, Ding! you know, something's happening at your house, and. Normally it's an Amazon delivery, but it, this was at night. And so I went and I looked on my little cameras and here up the driveway comes, uh, Dylan, mm-hmm. recognizably Dylan. He's basically wearing his swim team t-shirt. Uh-huh. He marches up the driveway. I see him in one camera then I see him in the next camera. Oh, I love this. He comes to the front door. He looks for a doorbell. There is none. And then he goes. Smart. Very smart. Uh-huh. Keep looking. He, he, he goes. 
knock, 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 knock. And then he turns and runs as fast as he can. Run, run, run. Oh, he did. He did. Uh, my wife used to, I, I would call it, what, what do I call it? Like ring and run. She calls it ding dong ditch. Mm. Yeah. Ding dong ditch. Ring, ring and run. Although in this case, it's knock, 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 t- knock and something. I'll, again, I'll workshop it. And so I watch it 10 o'clock at night and this kid was doing something on a Friday night and he was like, oh, oh, you guys pull over, pull over. You know, he's obviously not alone. I, I, I didn't see any of his friends cause I don't have cameras pointed at the, you know, at the street. You're not a, you're not a crazy person. I'm not a crazy person. Well, also they would, you know, they would ding motion detection at me, you know, 60 times an hour. Cause it's because cars are going by. Sure. 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 Um, so, he, so somebody in his crew, some, some wag, some nut was like, oh, there's that guy. Let's go knock on his door. <sighs> so I do think I did think throughout the summer, like I'm still in there. I'm still on their radar. I'm still in their minds. And as a teenage vandal, as a teenage problem causer, yeah, you get a, you, you get a, you get your crosshairs on a crotchety old man. Cause you, you got, you got, if you feel, especially if you got a rise out of him. Yeah, you got to rise out of him. It didn't cost anybody anything. Nobody got hurt. Why not go yank this old man's chain for a while? The other option, of course, is that they were seniors and that all of this, you know, like going in my yard in the middle of the summer, you know, and that all happened uh, right at the end of the school You're trying to establish year. a baseline. Yep, that's right. Oh, I get it. If they're juniors, this could, you're going to see an escalation. And if they're seniors, they've already gone off to community college. They're gone. Yep. And so Halloween came and I've, you know, and I did the thing where I turned all the lights off in my house. Cause I, I was not prepared for trick-or-treaters. And also my house isn't in a safe location for trick-or-treaters. They would have to cross a street and all this stuff. And I, I don't want to make it a problem for them. Right. Classically, classically, that was the, if you wanted to throw the shape of like, Hey, you know, I'm a non-combatant, you know, and, and you don't have to be hostile about it, but like, if you have your lights off, that used to mean no kids here. Now, in San Francisco, especially if you're in one, you're in West Portal, you're in like, uh, I want to say like Hayes Valley, you're like in these places that are famous trick or treat, like, uh, destinations. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people will like put up police tape and stuff and they'll be like, no, 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 seriously, we're, we're not part of the fun. And yeah. I, I bet those people get a little jazz from, from, from youngsters. I saw, you, a, I saw a couple yeah. houses around here that had police tape up and I was like, what's that about? And kids were like going, ducking under the tape and going up and ringing the doorbell. It was like, it did, yeah, clearly I, didn't I hope you didn't cancel anything important to by that tape. But, yeah. Right. Like what a weird, like, okay, fine. Yeah, yeah. But here, uh, turning all the lights off, it would, it just, my house is located. It's situated on the street in such a way that no kid or parent is going to look across the street and mistake this as an mm-hmm. opportunity, unless you're a mm. teenage vandal. Mm. So I turned all the lights off, but I turned all the cameras on. Mm-hmm. But then I had fatherly responsibilities. I had to take my own child out trick or treating, so I couldn't be here doing what I really wanted. You couldn't to do, actively is, defend your perimeter. That's right. I, I what I wanted to do was be in camouflage in the trees waiting. Of course. But I was, I was out with my child. I was dressed as a, uh, as a, a werewolf. Oh, can, can I ask if you can say what your daughter, uh, did for costumes? So we had, a, we had a few Halloweens. I, this I have year. a thing for kids in costumes. I think it's the best. So she wanted to be Hermione. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my she, kids and been she, Hermione to uh, two years in the yeah, past. She got mm-hmm. all of her Hermione gear. She had a very cute outfit, but she didn't like the wig. 
Mm. And so I said, well, oh, is it who- true to the, true to the book. It's more tangly. Wait, are you saving those? No, you read those in, in the brig. It's oh, Shakespeare yeah. you're saving for prison. Is that right? Shakespeare, Shakespeare I'm saving for prison. Yeah. Okay. We, we've, we've been through all the Harry Potter. Sorry, sorry. She, she knows she, and she just she, like she used Star to have Wars. more tangly hair than uh, the right. actress Emma Watson has. Yeah. And it was tangly. It was a big, it was a big rug. And she was just like, I hate this. And I said, well, you know, everyone who ever went to Hogwarts, uh-huh. who else could you be? And she was like, oh, sure. I'll just be. And she named some character. She should be uh, maybe Cedric Diggory. She, whoever she is, R. she R. said, she said some combination of, okay. of, of vowels yeah, and consonants. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. And Cho Chang. Like, oh, right. Cho Chang. Yeah. Is that Slobodic, racist? That might be racist. Slobodic uh, Milosevic. Oh, it's a Slobodan Milosevic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. And so I was like, sure, <laughs> he was, he was a great spellcaster, you know. Um, right, right, right. You know, Vicunanist, Vicusumanist. Uh, yeah, or like, you know, like Joseph, Joseph Savimbi, like, but somebody, somebody who like brings the ruckus. Yeah. So that was her. And then the, she and her mother went to what's called the Boo in Burien, which is the new style of thing where the kids go up and down Main Street USA and all the stores have a little person out front giving yes. those little candies out. It's a great innovation. They they didn't do that when we were kids, of course. That's part of what West Portal is our, has been our jam in the past, and yeah, the neighborhood, the around the residential neighborhood around that, but also the stores are real good about that. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like the yeah. mall makes me sad just because mm, yeah. I don't know. It makes me a little sad, but like I'm not against retail Halloween. No, it was great, and 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 so she was out there as uh, as Milosevic, and her mother was, <laughs> um, her mother was. Beatrix Lestrange. Oh, and, are you shitting me? Yeah, and Mar- Marlo's mom loves oh to God, dress she's, up. Well, she's hot to begin with, but then she dressed up like Beatrix she Lestrange. Puts, she puts all the money into it. You know, she gets the. She had the. Did she have cool boots? She had the corset and the boots oh, and the, all Fuck the lace, and then a giant black crazy wig and crazy. She just she looked just like her. Uh huh. And so it was like, well, okay. Uh huh. She's Tell a bad girl at Bellatrix. I was like, I'm going to drive around. I'm going to drive around to the f- local furniture stores while you guys have fun at Boo and Bury because there are too many people here for me and too many of them have dogs and there's just too much. There's not, no one is keeping moving. No one is getting out of the way. I can't mm. be in this. So they did that. They had a wonderful time. And then they ran home, completely changed their outfits into zombie costumes and went and did the Michael Jackson thriller global dance <gasps> off. It's where, like hands across America, except for, uh, mm-hmm, you know, Jesus mm-hmm. So they had been practicing for weeks. Oh, that's so cute. Learning all the moves. And then they bought, um, like eighties, business lady suits and then covered them in fake blood and ripped them all up and put zombie makeup on and they ran down. Oh, okay. I thought it was good. Like a working girl party or something. No, it was, it was like a, it was like, we're, we're, we're zombies from the eighties. I get it. I, I like that. This is John. This is, this is not just an evening. This is a project. Yep. So they had, this was all, this wasn't even on Halloween. This was on Saturday before Halloween. That's fun. They did the thing. Apparently, all around the world, people are doing the thriller dance, and then they <laughs> sync it all up into oh, one oh. giant supercut video. Sure. It's like Paris, Taipei, uh-huh. Seattle. Bump, bump. 
Darkness falls across the land. Mm-hmm. Well, Midnight to you, Earth and Sea, for the is. devil sends the beast with wrath. Like a different song. <laughs> Jabberwocky. So, um, so then last night, uh, there, it, it, so it spiraled back around. Um, Hermione was back in play, okay. and then her mom was the little old lady witch from Hogwarts. The so nice she one had, or the mean one? The, the Dolores nice Umbridge? One. Yeah. Oh, okay. So oh, she the Dolores Umbridge is the one that, that that makes them write on their hands. Are you think maybe it's uh, maybe it's the one with the big glasses? Is it uh, Professor Trelawney? No, it's damn Maggie Smith. Maggie Smith. She's the uh, yeah yeah. She's the head of the house. Yeah, she's the head of the house. Love and so, Dame Maggie Smith. She's so terrific. Ma, you know Marla's mom had a whole other Hogwarts based costume. Boy, this is ringing a lot of my bells right now, John. Yeah. I don't want to make it creepy, but and my she goodness. Her, she put gray stuff in her hair, oh, and she man. looked all like a little old lady and had the witch's hat and everything. And so I was like, boy, I need to I need to come correct. And of course, this is one of the problems um, that we've always faced. And I think it's it's a universally understood problem, but it's very true in our family, which is that Marlo's mom will spend an hour and a half getting ready for a fancy ball, mm-hmm. and I'll be sitting there smoking a pipe draped in a bear skin. Sure. And then I'll say, are you almost ready? And she'll go, I'm ready, you know, I'm just about ready. And mm-hmm. I'll go in at that moment and put on a suit and come out, and it will have taken me five minutes to get ready. And, and by societal standards we but will I look bet the results are pretty we, different we, we will look equally ready although uh-huh. you know she oh. looks like uh like like a something that belongs uh, in the heavens and i yes. look like a guy that just put on a suit five minutes ago but it, i, I but, had an ex whose dad always uh he was a businessman like classic businessman 80s businessman three-piece suits mm-hmm. and every halloween uh he would just be something where he could wear a suit so uh-huh. i think one time he was <laughs> this is a different time her, uh, my, 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 my ex's mom was like a harem girl, like an I dream of Jeannie. And, uh, and her dad was like a, like an oil baron. So he, yep. <laughs> he yep. had his three piece suit and a slightly racist, like <laughs> towel and ring on head arrangement. <laughs> Shake your booty. Am I right? In my case, I found a couple of years ago, this, uh, this wolf mask. That's just the top half, just the eyes and ears. Oh, fun. And, and nose, but my mouth. Uh-huh is my own yes and just by luck absolute luck the rubber of the wolf mask the rubber hair is the exact same color and the same uh coarseness as my actual beard and hair oh what a get so I Boy, put take on good the, care of that, John. You might even want to buy a backup. That'll serve you well. That's the thing. So this is like a $7 rubber mask mm-hmm. and I put it on my face and it immediately blends into my own hair and face and, you know, and, and it becomes terrifying. People are like, <gasps> and wow. it's, it was like the simplest, you know, mm-hmm. all around me, there are people wearing, uh, masks that cost a lot more money and just aren't as effective because my you know you put it on and the wolf ears just kind of come up through my own hair oh i get it and i'm just like rawr and it really is so it becomes um it's it's the basis of i can make it whatever i want i can put i can put a top hat on and i'm like a werewolf with a top hat i can put a 
you know, chain mail on and it's like I a werewolf in chain mail. So right. yeah, I get, I get off a little bit easy. Uh-huh. And so I put this on and I have, I have not one, not two, but a selection of different colors of velvet cloaks uh-huh. because uh-huh. over the years, what do you, you see a velvet cloak? What are you going to do? Not get it. Uh-uh. And then you see another velvet cloak in a different color. I was there when you, you bought a cape one time at a drugstore and it was that a tremendous cape, look for you. That cape is still in play. I, I think still you wore it on stage cape. one time, if memory serves. I have you. I've worn it on stage. It's been, I've worn that cape. We went to my oh. local Walgreens and you bought a very handsome Walgreens Halloween cape. And like your werewolf mask, it was like it was made for you. Yeah. You put it on and it was just like, well, why have I not been yeah. wearing a floor length cape the entire time? I so think I a lot a, could change in my life if I started wearing a cape. A lot changed in mine. Yeah. I, I, I wore that cape. Uh, we were playing a show. You guys ended up using some of the photos I took of you. Oh, Barsook yeah. used those as promo photos. Oh, There's one of you were, in profile, smoking a cigar, wearing a cape. And, and it's a powerful, powerful look. At night. And there was also a cop there with the yep. with their cop lights on. I will. I, you know what? I don't usually put things in notes, but I will put a link to that uh, series in notes. I wore that cape on stage at a show um, where it was one of those where we, we never used to do this because I remember there, there, we, we were playing a show at the old sit and spin, which was the laundromat slash rock club downtown. And the headliner was a band called the park boys. And they were an evolution of the band. Uh, um, they were called, what what was the band in Almost Famous? Um, Sweetwater. Th- th- oh, I see. Oh. Sweetwater. They were. They, this band was actually called Sweetwater. Uh. Uh, the the Almost Famous band was fake, but this was a real Seattle band, and they were they were a big deal. Okay. In the in the early nineties, Sweetwater. <clears throat> Sweetwater had evolved into the Park Boys, and this was you know in <clears throat> this was kind of happening in the transition between post-grunge glam and uh, pre-indie like integrity wars oh era. that would be like like a murder city devils or a almost yeah. like a like a uh, urge overkill ish sort of like glossy yeah but but and and um and the, the park boys were trying to do a thing where they were pivoting to like they were all playing through giant mesa boogie stacks and their sound was really 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 trebly but it was still glam. It was like glam proto pop metal something. I, okay. I don't, I can't exactly say, but it was an interesting time though. People were trying stuff. Yeah. And you know, and, I don't like a I, lot of bands that did that, but I, I admire their trying something different. Yeah. They were doing something right. They had, uh-huh. they had some feather. There bows. was a lot I, of like more, people were trying to do more. I say murder city devils, but like, how they just stick in my mind, but bands right. like that, that maybe had a big rented truck and did a little more of a stage show. There was a little, a little more showmanship show. to it. Mm-hmm. Right. And, 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 but at this, but, Six months later, Death Cab for Cutie was on that very same stage playing Fisher Price instruments. Right. And, you know, and like, and, and staring, pretending they staring didn't, at their feet. Yeah. Pretending they didn't know which way the microphones were for pointing. <laughs> right. And these guys were like, they were Where? definitely shaking. And so they, <laughs> thank you. They, uh, the Park Boys did this thing, and I'd never seen a Seattle band do it, where the band got up on stage and started. No shit. But the lead singer wasn't there. And it was like, wait, were you saying they started playing the riff from, from Thriller? Oh no, no, no. They were just playing some, 
some okay. some generic like you know everybody on everybody on he just oh pep, I see you know, a, gro- a groove a vamp and then there because the stage had the stage was set up where there was a long ramp up one side of the venue that went up to the stage uh-huh. and then here comes the lead singer now he's been in the room the whole time like we all knew he was there because the band was all it's one of those clubs where the band is there's no backstage right you yes. just you wheel yourself up on the stage and put your instruments up there. He'd already been on the stage, like setting up his stuff. Yeah, I get it. But then the band goes up down to down to down. And then he like comes up the ramp, full swagger, sunglasses on boa trailing behind him. Oh my. Like, whoa. And, and you know, and the room really reacted like, whoa, because it was not Seattle. It -hmm. was not a Seattle thing to do. It was really not. That's much more LA. Or anywhere else, you know, mm-hmm. like you could, you could, you could do that anywhere, but here in Seattle to do such a thing would be to do such a thing in earnest would be mm-hmm. a, a real step over. Like if you're coming up, coming out to do, well, this sounds like something you would do, but like, if you came out to do a set as easy top or mm-hmm. like something like that, like my band parachute pants, we used to dress in silly eighties garb. That's one thing. Cause you're having fun with it. In this case. They're unironically coming out to try and put on a show. Yeah, but they're, you know, they're having fun with it, but they're from Bellevue. Like they're from uh-huh. the East Side, right? Okay. So there's not, they're not quite, uh, they don't, it, it may not even be that they're not tuned in to uh, Seattle so much as they don't care. They're from Seattle. They're just from the Kirkland Redmond side of it. And the, the, the vibe is different. It's way more Pearl Jam over there than it is Mud Honey. Uh-huh. Anyway, yeah, I get it. after I bought the cape with you, I came up here. We were playing a sold-out show at the Crocodile, and I had the cape, and I was like, hey, you guys, go out on stage and just start playing, like, down to down to down to down to down to down to down down. And they were like, uh, okay. And so the band goes out, and, and I was like, <laughs> that sounds I was like, like your, that sounds like your band. I was uh, like, okay, <laughs> you guys, you guys, and I was like, go, you know, go that on one at like a time. everyone has ever been in your <laughs> Like, uh, uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> you know, go, you like send the drummer out first and then the bass and then the, you know, then the keyboards and then the whatever. And everybody go, everybody's out there and it's like, dang, 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 dang. And of course at a long winter show, like everybody in the audience, like, what the fuck is happening? What is this about? You know? Because whatever they're jamming on, it's not even one of our songs. It's just like everybody just pedal in E. We're not going to then shift gears into our yeah, hit tune. Sense of line. Yeah. And then I came out with that cape on, a full vampire cape. And I came out and just like swooped across the stage and did all this, you know, sort of Dracula stuff with the cape. And, um, you know, and I had my guitar and really, really took the, you know, took it to the, into the paint, Merlin, <laughs> with the amount you're, you're committed of vampire showmanship that I brought to that. And this was, this was peak, like high water, uh, stay pressed jeans and two tight t-shirts, indie, indie pop. Uh-huh. Uh, there were not, there were very few capes in rock and roll at the time. Right. And I did. And then, and then, you know, t- 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 we tried our best to like 
shift gears right into the first song, which I think was probably car parts. And it's very hard to go from like down to swagger to like, but we did. And eventually I took the cape off and swooped it around my head and threw it over. And I heard later in the audience, there was a, there was a guy who I think he's appeared on the, on our program before Andrew McKaig, who's like a, he's like just the ultimate kind of rock guy, you know, black, Les Paul, long hair. He's very handsome. He's got a lot of charisma. He's played with a lot of rock bands. He ended up being the, he's the longest serving guitarist in the presidents of the USA. Oh, wow. And he, tu- he turned to Mike Squires. I heard this from Mike and he said, this is the most rock and roll thing that's happened in Seattle in 15 years. And, no, and he said, and no one in the audience has any idea. Like none of, no one here can possibly appreciate how rock and roll this really is. He thinks he's you're, you're going back to almost like a screaming Jay Hawkins, yeah, like oh, the yeah. the like, um, like Jerry Lee Lewis back when it was like bad boys on stage doing bad boy stuff. And like, yeah, I was I trying mean, to be Alice Cooper, you know, I was sure, like, because sure. once you're up there in the lights and the music's going and you're wearing a cape, oh Merlin, my God. something Call happens, the cops. Someone, something happens inside. You know, I was like, I don't want to take this cape off. And also mm-hmm. no one in this audience actually wants me to take this cape off. Or if I do, if they want, if I do take this cape off, I should have nothing on underneath it because Ooh. fucking this cape is like, mm-hmm. how are you going to top the cape? What are you going to do now? It's a pretty large body guitar. So that could give you a little bit of coverage. It's not like you're playing like one of those Eddie Van Halen little guitars. You believe- could credibly go out there. Yeah, I don't like the the no clothes on stage. I don't think that's a good. It's 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 good. it's been done. There are bands that do that, and it's fun. But you yeah. know, Gigi Allen, Five Eight, like there's some bands. Five Eight, the singer would be naked every show, and that was part of the bit. Or uh, also, he had a lot of you know psychological issues. But uh, but but John Roderick, a big yeah. bull of a man, comes out there, and they're and they're vamping on E. Man, yeah. the cape comes out. Show some respect. Anyway, I never, I think, I think that might've been, it was a kind of peak. It was a place that. Oh, for sure. Hard to yeah, yeah. But last night I had on a cloak and I had on my wolf mask and Marlo <laughs> said, oh, uh, you're professor Lupin. Of course. Professor oh, Lupin. Oh, professor Lupin's having a really tough night. And I was like, professor Lupin, <laughs> of course. Professor I love Lupin. professor Lupin. And she, and so she did the thing where she immediately converted my thing into something better Oh, because yeah. she knew. Were you opposed it, to it? No, I didn't. How did yeah. I, I, I didn't know that uh, Professor Lupin existed. And he's then, very cool. He's always giving people chocolate to help them calm down. Yeah. And yeah. you know, he's, he's, um, you know, he's Johnny, Johnny. Oh, I love that actor. Johnny. Sure. He's been in everything and I can see. A, um, I can see a David Thewlis resemblance. Hmm. He and I don't look like one another, but there is a, there is a resemblance. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah. I mean, it's like, I can never remember which is which, but it's like an impression versus an impersonation. You know what I mean? Like with that, like the thing is though, you both have the gravitas of a well-regarded English actor, if I'm being honest. Thank you. That's exactly right. That's exactly whatever, whatever he's in. I mean, he's, he's so committed and he's, he's actually done, done a lot of good comedy stuff too. Like you. he's very funny. He's very, he's funny. very funny. Just like me. He's very funny. Very funny. Mm-hmm. He, but so the movie naked, do you remember when the movie naked came out? Did you see it when it came out? Were you, where were you then? 
Uh, I the name sounds familiar, and I'm going to have to use the internet for a second. Is it in the nineties? Ninety three. It was a time. Okay. It was a time I was still on drugs. Okay. And it was this. It was like this independent. Oh, um, this was a weird movie. Yeah, it's a Mike movie. Lee, Mike Lee movie. Okay, mm-hmm. and it was a, it was, it was only in uh, arty theaters, and only arty people went to it. Mm-hmm. And a girl I was seeing took me to this to see naked, and you know, and I was like, didn't have money to go to the movies. Let's say so. She was like, I'm going to take you to the movies because I because I want to see this movie with you. And we went, and it's a movie about a guy who is a drunk asshole. (laughs) And he (laughs) uses all the people around him. (laughs) And he talks incessantly about, you know, just like running a constant litany of bullshit. And he's kind of violent and also pathetic. And hmm. the, the main, the, well, the well, for you, that'd be what they call a stretch role. A little bit of a stretch. And the lead, the lead, and this was like his debut role. Right. Mm-hmm. And he's, you know, and he's like crashing on people's couches and he's getting in fights and the lead actress is playing a role of like a working girl who's, you know, who's trying to, trying to do good and make it in the world, living in a boarding house. And he comes in and he, and he destroys everyone's life. And I'm sitting in the theater and I'm watching. It's a very uncomfortable movie because he's oh, yeah. so, you know, he's so kind of despicable. That was like me going to, going to see Pretty in Pink with, with the girl who I didn't take to the prom. You mm-hmm. ever have to sit, we have to sit, well, like where something's happening in the movie that's a little too close to something oh. that happened in real life. And you, the movie's not over yet. You got to just keep sitting there. Exactly. And uh-huh. I'm, I, we're both sitting there and it's it's very much like, Oh dear. <laughs> this movie is a is <clears throat> uncomfortably close to my real life. And although I'm not despicable like this character, I'm not so far from despicable. There right. are all of the things that he's doing that are despicable, I have I probably like put on the brakes thir- 13 inches from the from the line that uh-huh. he just that he's just one inch over uh-huh. and so sitting there is just like oh no he the, he's not the hero of this film right like he, this right. he's the star of it but not the hero and yeah it for for sure was it became an indelible role of an indelible performance in my mind because it was because i don't think she took it to me i don't think she took me to the movie as an intervention i think she'd read something in the newspaper that was like edgy cool you know junky movie for mm-hmm. you know for cool kids that wear all black go see this if you're really if you're really a dark girl and she was like let's go see this movie and then yeah we were in it and it was like uh-huh and, and, you know, and basically I went to the movie because I was going to lean over halfway through and go, can I crash at your place tonight? <laughs> but, but halfway through it was like, oh no, asking to crash at her place right now is like really a bad move. I think I did crash at her place. But, sure. 
but it was a uh, but Doesn't David make it less awkward. <laughs> David Thewlis. If awkwardness were a bar to, to things being done, you know, there'd be a lot that didn't get done. Right. He became a kind of like a familiar to me in the in the acting world. Like anytime I saw him, I was like, oh, there he is. He doesn't look like me, but he resembles me. And then a and then a later girlfriend, somebody a, a serious girlfriend I had a couple of years later, because the his name was Johnny in the movie, and a later girlfriend would always say to me, if you know when she was when she was teasing, upset but teasing, yeah, she would say Johnny, which mm-hmm. was the, the way the lead actress referred to the David Thewlis character Johnny, and I would. Then wince again. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Another wince in a long series of winces, Merlin. And I'm like a senior winces. Oh, come on. (laughs) This episode of Roderick on the Line is brought to you by Squarespace. You can learn more about Squarespace right now by visiting squarespace.com slash friends. Squarespace is the all-in-one platform to build your online presence and to run your business. From websites and online stores to marketing tools and analytics, they've got you covered. Squarespace combines cutting-edge design and world-class engineering, making it easier than ever to establish your home online and to make your ideas a reality. Squarespace has everything you need to create a beautiful and modern website. You start with one of their beautiful, professionally designed templates, and you use simple drag-and-drop tools to make it your own. You can customize the look and feel, the settings, the products you have on sale, and more with just a few clicks. And all Squarespace websites are optimized for mobile, so they look great on every device and dingus straight out of the box. You also get free, unlimited hosting, top-of-the-line security, and dependable resources to help you succeed. There is nothing to patch or upgrade ever. And they, of course, have their award-winning 24x7 customer support if you ever need any help. And they'll even let you quickly and easily grab a unique domain name. Plus, you'll have everything you need for uh, search engine optimization and email marketing to get your ideas out there. And, and you know, what are you going to do with Squarespace? Well, the short answer is you do whatever you damn well please. You can use Squarespace to turn your big idea into your new website. You can showcase your work with their incredible portfolio designs, publish your next blog post, promote your business, announce an upcoming event. Woof! There's so much that you can uh, do with Squarespace. You know, you're using Squarespace right now. So, like, why don't you go get your own? Well, and why do I say that? A- am I taking crazy pills? I am not. I'm just a big fan of Squarespace. And you're using them now because that is where the Roderick on the Line podcast has always been hosted, right on squarespace.com. It's also where I put my uh, admittedly sort of under-updated personal sites. But I find it a joy to use. I look forward to using it uh, every Monday to get this program to you. And it, it makes me really happy. Uh, they've been good to me uh, with their website stuff and with their support of uh independent content creators. So, you know, I appreciate them all around. So do me a favor right now, head to squarespace.com slash supertrain and get yourself a free trial. There is no credit card required. And when you're ready to launch your beautiful new site, use our offer code supertrain. That's going to save you 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Squarespace.com slash supertrain. And when you sign up, use that very special offer code supertrain because that's going to get you 10% off your first purchase. Our thanks to Squarespace for supporting Roderick on the Line and all the great shows. Jesus <laughs> Christ. And you know, his little pup in the box was named Johnny, if memory serves. Johnny! 
Well, he's yeah. like that. He's like, Johnny, close the door. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Senior Winston's is funny. <laughs> His hand does the talking, and then there's the guy in the box. Oh, the guy in the uh, box. So, but, but, but <laughs> you clocked Dylan on a camera. Oh, well, so the long and the short of it is I got back last night. And my house had not been toilet papered. And okay. I did a I did a lengthy perimeter check and there were no none of my traps had been sprung. Nobody had nobody was thinking about me at all. Nobody stole so, your silver ingot. Nope. So what it meant was that it was their senior year. All those boys were now off somewhere. I wonder how much the changes on which year of high school these yeah. kids were in. They're at the University of Northern Arizona You're right now. You're extrapolating so much about Dylan and his retinue. They're never going, and the thing is, by the time they get back at Christmas, they uh -huh. will not remember me. Like, the, it won't even be a thing where they're like, hey, let's go, you know, let's go razz that guy from back in our high school days. Uh -huh. Because I just, it was just something that happened on the, on senior week for them. And then the, and then Dylan remembered it, you know, in August one time. Uh -huh. But so okay. I think I'm off the hook. Okay. Uh, I think that, I think at least. At least the, uh, the, I'm off the hook with the teenagers. I'm not off the hook with the neighbors. And, and I think it's going to get worse before that it gets better. Do you think you'll be, do you think you'll find yourself being drawn into this? All, all of the things being equal. Do you see yourself being where they might try to draw you into this more? They won't give you the time of day as a neighbor, but as an interlocutor, uh, your services may be required. I am the only one that has bridged. The communication gulf between them. I don't think they've talked in over 10 years. And oh. I think it's been only hostile. Oh, God. God, but, people suck. But the one, the one over here, the one that, uh, the one that, not the daycare lady, but the other one, she's pulled a little bit of a switcheroo on me. She did the old switcheroo oh. Oh. where you're, where you've got a dispute with somebody and then they say, well, what about, and then they bring in some mm -hmm. irrelevant. Yeah. Yep, she, yep, yep. she sent, uh, she sent somebody over to my house, an arborist, uh, and the arborist, you know, was just some, some guy who was just, she a, sent an arborist over to your house. Yeah. He was just some random guy that she had, hmm. that she had employed. He had no idea that he was being, uh, that he was being used in a psychological terror. And he uh -huh. said, Hey, hi, I'm Joe from Joe's arborist. And, uh, your neighbor. Uh, has a tree that she's uh, a tree that's on your property that she's worried is going to fall onto her, uh, drive. Oh, I see. Okay. And so, uh, she asked me to come, uh, you know, take a look at the tree and then, um, you know, make an estimate for, for removing the tree. And she says, she'll split the cost with you of having the tree taken out. And I was like, huh? Hmm. So but, I but, but but that presumes a lot of pre-existing agreement that you had not agreed to. Right, I never heard anything about this. So okay. I walked down with the arborist down to the to the tree in question and he's like, "Well, you see like the top of the tree is dead and this part of the tree is fine, but that, you know, this could break off, but th it's and it also could live for another 20 years, but you know, oh. that this that. And I was like, "Huh, all right. Well, so what are your estimates?" And he's like, "Well, to take the whole tree out is probably $5,000." And I was like, Five thousand dollars. Uh, um, it's a very big tree. It's an old tree. Well, it's a very big number. 
And I said, when, if it falls, is there any chance it's going to fall on her house? And he's like, no, her house is too far away, you know, but it could, some part of it could fall in the driveway. And I was like, you know, I'm prepared to pay to clean up the tree that falls in the driveway. I don't, if it's not, if it's not I see, if it's I not gonna see fall on her house, mm-hmm. then let's let God decide. Absolutely, but you're already kind of back on your heels a little bit because you're being presented, and I, I, I think I know this about you, and I know I know this about me. Uh, the phrase, I have agreed to nothing, comes to mind, which is like your opening salvo about this. First of all, you didn't even come over like a person. You sent your workman here to tell me how much I'm supposed to pay him for something? For a thing That's hostile. That, That's really well, hostile. And it's like a thing that doesn't, it's a non-thing. Right. I mean, she's, mm-hmm. what, she's sitting in her house and she's like, this guy's going to take uh, my garden away and replace it with native bushes because I put my garden on his property and he, and he's got some trip about native bushes, whatever that's about. Uh-huh. And so now I'm going to turn the tables on him. I'm going to find a problem with a tree in his forest. And so I told her that I was not going to split the cost of, I was not going to pay $2,500. still in person or, or through, through her? I did. Uh, I did. Okay. I, I said, you know, I think that it's fine. And she was like, I don't think it's fine. I think it's going to, you know, I, every time I drive under it, I'm scared. And I'm like, God, calm I down. guess. Just I guess calm so. down. But I think also, no, I don't think that's true. It's not, you know, there. even if the tree fell, it could fall. It would have to be, like, there's no indication that the tree is even going to fall where but like, she thinks also, it. Like, how far do you take this in terms of, like, I understand that idea of, like, if she's that concerned about it, I think she could say, hey, can I get your permission to do this and I'll pay for it? But right. this whole, like, abundance of caution, let's guess what the future's going to be and here's your bill stuff is for the birds. See, that's the thing. If she had said, "I'm can I, can I pay this guy to take this down? And, th- you know, everybody, she's a, she is a wealthy person. Right. Mm-hmm. There's no, it's not a question of, uh, the $5,000. I don't think. Yeah. But now you've learned less from Merlin, man, what do you want 10 times more of? Like, do you want, do you want to escalate your relationship with this person by now having a shared money project, a shared money project? No, thank you. Well, and what, I, but so what's going to, what's going to end up happening? It's all, everything is going to end up well at, at one level, Merlin, everything's going to be fine. Right. Everything's going to be fine. In the grand scheme of things, you think everything's going to probably going to be fine? Yeah, everything's going to be fine. I think in the grand scheme of things, everything's going to be fine. I think you're, yeah, I think you're right. It'll be fine. There's going to be a lot of stuff that goes wrong. There's going to be bad things. There's going to be a lot of, you know, uh, hurt. There's going to be sorrow and sad. But in the end, everything's going to be fine. Everything's going to be fine. Yeah. Um, But in the meantime, uh, there's all this stuff. Like in the, in the very short term, I've got to do the freaking laundry like this house, yes. I have let it go too far. And everywhere I look now, there's some unfinished thing. I got to, I got to take the trash out. I got to do the dishes. I got to sure. do the laundry. I got to, I got to hang up all this other stuff. I got to send these packages back. I got a package and now I've got to send it back. You got to take care of that because they don't give you unlimited time for that. You could have theoretically unlimited time for laundry, but who wants to live like that? A house is for living, yeah. you know? I mean, I'm afraid that I might have already gone past the line oh, of God. unlimited time. Well, then that's something to cross off your list. You know what I mean? Everything will probably work out fine. We'll find out. 
Everything's hmm. going to work out fine. But in the in the short term, I got to do the laundry. But in the medium term, I think mm-hmm. I'm going to have to get Hunter McLean back out here and build some more fences. Do you think it's helping? The fences? Yeah. You can't, I mean, I, I am, I'm aware of the, I believe, Robert Frost line about fences making good neighbors. But there's also just this thing of like the more, it's kind of like why I try to never do anything with my PayPal account. Because I feel like I'm putting my hands in a dragon's mouth when I do the most trivial things. And I imagine myself being chewed up by, by gears at PayPal anytime I... So I... Just, you know what I'm saying? I mean, we all have things like this where you're like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it kind of stuff. But it's like, once you find yourself engaging, obviously you're not... In, you don't want to engage in affirmatively saying, oh yes, let's do this project. But even if you find yourself just doing shit to deal with these people... You're still, you know, it's like Rush said, you know, if you choose not to decide, you still have made a choice. You're mm. kind of getting wrapped up in their bullshit, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. No, no, I don't know. You're the homeowner. The, one of the other fix, issues. You can't fix a, you know, a personality disorder with a, a pile of wood. The, <clears throat> one, of the, one of the other issues, of course, is that I, there are two things. Mm. This may come as a surprise. You may not even want to know this. Oh, there, are no. probably, there are probably a lot of people that don't want to know Should this. Should I take my headphones off? No, no, no. I think you get, but you know, but take one headphone off. Be cautious okay. about what I'm about to say. Okay, I'm ready. But you know, I am a am someone who sleeps at night in the altogether. Mm-hmm. I do not pr- prefer a pajama. Mm-mm. I I want to just be my natural self from head to toe. Mm. And when I live alone in a home, as I do in this one most of the time, and I get up in the night. You know, I do not put on a garment to it's your house to go from here to there. Right? No. There's no sure. one else here in your house where you in live. My house. Yeah. Where your children where, play with their toys. My children sometimes are here to play with their toys. Mm-hmm. And so in the morning, often, you know, I get up and I make it all the way to the kitchen to 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 put the coffee on, mm-hmm. put a kettle on. Here comes morning, John. I walk around, mm-hmm. and then pretty soon, you know, on a summer's day. I'm walking around and the house is on the, on the ravine side. It's made out of windows. It's got windows, Mm. windows, 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 a lot of windows work both ways. A lot of windows work both ways. Mm -hmm. And to, to, to really put the icing on it here, I don't have curtains. Oh, because the windows unto the world are, uh, like curtains are, why, why would I ever have curtains? They don't need curtains. You know, it's your view. It's yeah. your house. And if you, but, if you want to dangle your way to some coffee, that's, that is John's choice. And as far as these windows, the, you guess who those windows belong to? Me. You're looking for right. my windows. My windows. And the house is situated in such a way that you cannot see the neighbors. It's only forest out the window. Okay. So it's me and my forest. And I'm floating above the forest in my, in my uh, little airy here. And I'm going from coffee pot to bedroom and back and sitting and walking around. Everything is fine. It's all God's children. Mm-hmm. But as the county begins to remove the invasive species, Ooh. there will come a day mm-hmm. when youth will pass away. Mm-hmm. Bumsy, bumsy, bop. Someone... One of these neighbors could uh-huh. conceivably, <laughs> from an upstairs bedroom with uh-huh. a high, with a powerful pair of binoculars, yes, begin to see through the foliage uh-huh. 
And perhaps if they were super devoted and, and creeps, the thing is, it doesn't matter if they could see, then I'm going to, then I'm going to presume that they are. As I yeah. walk through, they're going to, they're going look- to spy, uh, you know, a glance at little John. Mm-hmm. I'm but look that's, out that's and- on them. I mean, again, I, I don't want to beat this to death and I hate to make everything about property. You know, the only, the only real wealth is, uh, is property. Yes, yeah, no, you know? you're absolutely right. But it you've is. got you've got real wealth. You've got windows, and you know what? If they get a free view because of the uh, the, the the not defenestration, the deforestation <laughs> uh-huh. of of the 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 ravine, you know, well, Hakuna Matata, no charge. But I am not an exhibitionist. I'm not walking you around naked. You wouldn't play naked because... on stage. You'd wear no. a cape before you'd be naked on stage. Would you I consider don't... going to get coffee wearing a cape? Because that could make John. Mm. This could make things extremely interesting. Mm-hmm. Go if on. you start present, well, I'm just saying we, we have a lot of fun here with your yeah. umbrella stand full of swords in your bathrobe. But sure. I'm just saying, if you are just walking around just as God made you, but yeah. wearing a Walgreens cape as you do your, your morning ablutions, yeah, I think a, that could settle a lot of stuff. Now, who's going to come over? And intervene in that case. Who, who who's going to come over and give an estimate on you? You know, can, can <laughs> I, we split the cost of getting your windows frosted? <laughs> I don't. I want what I want. What I want for for many years. That was my number one. So uh, my sister said to me the other day. She we were sitting in the living room and she was reading some magazine, and she said she looked up at me and she said, "What is kinky?" And I was like, what are we really going to, do you really want to know what kinky is? And she Wait, was like, I mean, your sister Susan said this. Yeah. She's like, what do people mean when they say kinky? Are you kinky? Uh, okay. And I was like, well, and we start talking about it. And I kind of explained to her that like kink at a certain point, kinky went very mainstream. It became, especially in San Francisco, a real uh, shibboleth that you were a certain kind of hip. Uh, yeah, I see, that's know, a very like seventies word. It is, but it's but but it became a thing just in recent years, two thousand fifteen or whatever. Everybody mm-hmm. in San Francisco, all the young right. uh, Taylor yeah, people we say were kink. We do say kink as the thing about which one is kinky, but I think it used to mean pretty much anything that wasn't procreative, you know, uh, right. cis missionary sex. Well, and so she's saying it. Su- Susan's asking about it in the sense or in the context of like, okay, you're on a dating site. And oh, I see. you click somebody's profile and they're like, I'm kinky or are you kinky? They send. He, he probably wants to do foot stuff. Who knows? Right. And so mm. I'm saying to her like, yeah, it's a category of thinking uh, about sex, but also if someone leads with it, you can kind of guess that they've got a lot of stuff they want to tell you about how they feel about. Uh, yeah. It's uh, not, it's not even coded. It's not coded right. in the same, like I'm adventurous. I like, you know, there's lots of ways you can code that, but that, that's almost more like, Hey, you just, so you know what you're in for. Like I, I, I will be stealing your panties. Yeah. And, and it, it often felt in the nineties in Seattle, when people led with it, it often felt like they were going to, they were going to read you their kind of smug text about how vanilla sex was boring and vanilla. People. Yeah. But like, it probably gets a probably like pink fuzzy handcuffs shit. Well, okay, so there's there's that, which is the, there's that, which is mm-hmm, the whatever mm-hmm, that is. That's a thing. But, but mm-hmm. no, it's the people that are like, I can't get off unless somebody, unless somebody's pinching my nipples or whatever. You know, it's right. like, an, it's the, I can't get off unless. 
conversation. Yes. Okay. Where you're like, oh, well, that's too bad. That actually seems kind of sad. Can you really not get off unless right. one specific weird thing has happened? Too bad. Yeah. But, you know, every, every, uh, you know, all cutlery finds a drawer in life. Mm. But I know I, I take, I take your meaning. And, and just so I'm clear here, she's a, on the dating scene and she's asking you to help parse the short description one gets on a, on a dating app. Is that yeah, what she's it is? just trying to figure out, you know, it's a thing I did an episode of Omnibus, uh, not very long ago on the Merkin, the, uh, the fake pubes. Yeah. And, uh, it's because, uh, or one of the things is in 2015, uh, all of a sudden there, you know, like zero body hair became the fashion in the world. And I, you know, and I know some people who made some LASIK choices, some laser based choices, uh, that, well, you've got, they've got like a permanent baby bottom. Uh, yeah. Assuming that there would never be a day in history oh, where God. they would ever want to have pubic hair again. And it's like, uh-huh. you know, when you're 28 and you've got a little money to spend and you can get it done, that's, it, you probably do think it's going to be forever, but like the, you can already see pubic hair coming back. It's uh-huh. already a thing. Again. And God bless it. Yeah. Yeah. In my case, when I think about my own kink, and this, you may not want to know this. I really super don't. But, but go ahead. But the, the, my own kinks. Oh boy. And here, and that it all boils down into one thing. Okay. And that is just show up at my house wearing nothing but a puffy coat. Okay. That's it. Huh. If you do that, anything else is fine. Talk about like one of those Mork from Mork, like Colorado vests. Yeah. If you come, if you come in like a coat, like a, like a ankle length well, sleeping bag. you to bag. help her come. <laughs> ankle length sleeping Ooh. bag coat. Okay. One of those eighties coats with kind of puffy sleeves. Oh, like, like a Russian lady coat. Like a Russian lady coat. If I you know what you're talking about. House, Russian it, ladies always, they love those coats. They're basically walking around. It's a blanket with sleeves. It's a blanket with sleeves, a sleeping bag with sleeves. If you come, you ring my doorbell. I yes. open the door. You're there in a sleeping bag coat. Okay. And I'm like, oh, it's cold out. And you're like, it is. Huh. Did and then you cocoa or like, what and did then you, you come next? in? No, you, and then you come into the house and I'm like, okay. oh, you know, can I take your coat? And oh. then there's surprise, nothing surprise. On under the uh, coat. Yip, 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 yip. Oh, okay. God. It just, you know, then anything. It wouldn't be the same if you wore it on Saturday mornings. Wouldn't be no, no, the no. Same. I think if I showed up in a sleeping bag coat with nothing on underneath it, yeah. it would, that would be a, that you, mm. you'd, you'd be able to press charges. Court order for sure. Yeah. <laughs> But, but the other way around, like, I don't, I don't need you to pinch my nipples. Just, you know, I mean, well, you know, it's uh, you know, this is the thing about a salad bar. If you went to a salad bar and it was all iceberg lettuce, it would, it really would hardly be something you could call a salad bar. It wouldn't be at all. It would be just be a big, do you want to go to a salad bar that's just pinch nipples? (laughs) That's, that's not my judgment to make. Every, I, I want everybody to be happy. I just don't want them to talk about it. That's the critical a, thing there, for me. That's what, my, what, my kink is you not talking about sex. What is it? Was it a, there's a slot for everything in the cutlery drawer? I don't think you use like the word that. slot. No, I don't like that either. I don't think we say that anymore. Gash, mm. what do we say? Dear. I guess the feeling is that you, there's a couple ways you can run this. And, yeah. you know, time is a flat circle, but sure. like you may choose to have an approach you could you could choose to antagonize one of them. You could choose to play them against the other. You could do a little bit of zibba zabba with like sending uh, false flags, mm. or you could just you could make it really fucking weird where they're basically terrified to contact you. Because we're oh. are these are like NPR ladies. Are these like wine moms? I'm sorry, was that racist? One of them is a 
One of them for sure. Oh, wine moms. No, I don't think, I don't think they're wine moms exactly. Okay. I think they both drink wine and they're both moms. I bet they were both into Fleetwood Mac at some point. One of them for sure was. Okay. One of them seems more like a Jethro Tull. Oh, dear. But now oh. I just feel, you know, what I really, what I really want. Is a guarantee. Is these, is both of them. They're both in a moment in their lives and they're different ages. You know, one of them's 75 and one of them 65. Okay. Which to our listeners in their twenties may seem like uh, oh, yeah. like splitting hairs, but but to quote uh, Mr. Show, you know we're from different generations. I'm into Star Wars, and you're into that Empire Strikes Back shit. Right. It's one of those distinctions that seems small because they're all old people are old, yes. but they're they're different boomers. They're different boomers, right? Mm -hmm. And and there's a there's a class difference between them too. One of the one of them feels like she is high class, upper class. Oh, uh, and one of them is very decidedly like middle class. Okay. And, uh, and like middle class proud. Mm hmm. And mm. there's a, a, what, but what, what I sense in both cases is, you know, your houses, both of your houses are worth more money to you as money than they are as houses. And let me explain. Mm hmm. You're both at a point in life when you could, you could do something new. You could, you could move into a smaller place, get right. a, get a two bedroom apartment somewhere. You know, you could move to Mexico. You could, you know, you could go uh, be pull, closer pull up to your, stakes and see what life has in store for you next. That's right. You know, yes. you're both single ladies in one that's case. That's what I was going to ask. Are there, are there, are there families or partners involved? These are, these are two independent, uh, all the single ladies. And they're and they're in their place, but the, 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 do they have like kids that come to visit? So this is the one problem, which is that they both they're both divorced. Oh, we have the drug son. I forgot but about they him. They both have okay. grown sons who are who uh, failed to thrive. You could turn them against each other. Well, they're they're both like they're well, idiots. They need to start a band. Things they're idiots in different ways. Like, okay. Uh, and then, well, well, yeah. And I can't. I, 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 you, oh, there's you, a gash for every silverware drawer. You raise a great question, which is: hmm. these two boys surely knew each other. They were next door neighbors. They're both thirty now. Oh yeah, somebody probably pants the other one at some point. But how do they not? How do I not hear from the neighborhood? Because I've uh -huh. got my ear to the tracks. Right. Right. How right. do I not hear the story of the? I've heard stories about both boys but I've never heard any story and have found no evidence that they interact with each other at all. Oh, that's super. You should keep that in your pocket. That's right. super interesting. What's going on? Because they must've gone to school together. They must've ridden the bus. They might've been in scouts. They went to school together. They shared a fence. They, they shared both, a fence. Their mothers are both throwing shit over, over the common fence into the forest that borders their, I mean, there's a forest that borders their yards. Right. That, um, that they what never hopped over the fence and went down and and met each other not bloody likely so anyway what i want to do is convince both of these ladies that they should sell their houses they should sell their houses to uh young families and by young i mean you know they're in their 
40s because they have children that are about school age kids maybe yeah they're yeah. about 10 years old and they mm -hmm. could be playmates of oh, my child that would be so nice and then the then the screamy loud uh like only half licensed daycare center will go away and I the, see. just and just for the neighborhood you want not the neighborhood you're in thank you that's what you're saying that's right what i'm saying and literally yeah, you can wear a sleeping bag coat or or you could just you know rock out with your cock out you're enjoying your coffee. There's windows. The forest has been uh, defenestrated, but like, how do we get, how do we get these boys involved? Cause I think you got, if it sounds like this could be some real compliment, complimentary agents of chaos inside of these organizations. I don't, but the boys are what scares the how? boys. Well, because they're Loose both, cannon? they're both 30 year old failure to thrive in one case, drug addict in one case, yeah. like, like flop. And I don't want them activated. I want them in like front of their television. you mean like medieval studies or, or do you mean like can't keep a job at graders? Yeah, the latter. Okay. I don't, think, friendlies, e whatever, I don't yeah. think either one of them is like, oh, they were, they had such potential. They've probably never been the Red Robin. No, I don't think that they have worked mm -hmm. at a service station. Mm -hmm. I think that they sit in front of the television because this they have wealthy a little mothers. Bit, a little bit of Jenga, right? Like how do I, what blocks do I start pulling out without having this shit fall down on me? Exactly. Like who, what do I do? Do I don't, it's not like I can file what a false police report. Do? What do you need to do? What, 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 what are you fighting here? Like what, do you, is there, do you need to do anything? I mean, what I need to do is just chill out, you know, go, let go, let God. But if you just um, keep doing your thing and put up a series of fences, you just keep doing you, right? I mean, like, what are they going to do to stop you? If they don't like it, they can move. They're not going to do anything to stop me. They're just over there. I can, they're just vibing. You think I, they're talking about you? This is the problem, right? I can feel vibes. I know. I me too. vibes coming through the I trees. I hate vibes. I, I hate it's vibes just, and it's difficult to call people on it because it's just a vibe. But yeah. vibes are real. Like, like, like uh, Mike Squire says, vibes are real. Vibes are real. Why are you Fuck. over there vibing me? I don't want to get vibe. vibe me. Just like, why can't everybody just fucking calm down? Everybody needs to calm down. That's what I'm saying here. If there were two no new young families, I could go over there. I, you know, there's a young family that moved in over on the other side and we're great. She, she texted me the other day. She was like, can you look after our house? We're going to be gone for a day. Uh -huh. I was like, of course I'd love of to. Course. We're just so, we're just so friendly and tight. We'll just have a couple of new families where did, I go did, over and say, Do you need hey. to be rid of both of the houses or could getting rid, could you focus on one and put a lot of, because if you put effort into one, I mean, I'm now, uh, what's his name? Lao No. Who's the guy? The Sun Wu? I'm not, I'm not any of the military strategists, but it seems to me defeating one of these enemies would be probably two orders of magnitude easier than fighting both of these enemies. Is there yeah. a way you could focus on the one you like the least? And then maybe th make them think their house is on it or something. I would, I would, uh, I would pick the daycare center 1000%. Interesting. Because she is, I think, I think she is a bad actor. Okay. Just because oh. of the, just because of the, the pure, like tonnage of garbage that she threw over the fence over the course of 30 years. That's, people, you know. It just feels to me like there is a moral yeah, there's a there's a moral failing. People don't do that one time, John. If they do it one time, they apologize like a gentleman. Yeah, this is yeah. some serial shittiness, and one of these people needs to be expunged. Making somebody think that their house is maybe you could get Dylan involved, like when he's home on break or something. You could have him wear a sheet and and go over there or something. You could be out there in your uh, sleeping bag coat. 
I just feel creative like creative options. It's one of those things where if you pick a fight with somebody, you need to be prepared to go the distance. That's true. And I feel like she, there is darkness over that fence mm. that they're prepared to go further. Oh, you're than bringing I a ever. knife to a daycare fight. I get it. Right. I mean, if you're going to throw old cans of paint over the fence into a forest, at what point are you going to go, oh my God, you're right. I'm sorry. We'll move. You know, you're a serious not. haunting. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, could and you, I don't want to file false. We'll cut this out. Could you file false reports about shenanigans going on there? Like I, maybe the juice boxes aren't clean or something. I have a friend that works in early childhood development in the, in the region. And she said, you know, the, the, the thing about daycares is they are what they are. There's like anything to do Ugh. with children in education. There are all kinds of um, there are all kinds of regulatory agencies and people that come and inspect and you have to get approved and all this. You got to have a count of like, who's, who's where there's all kinds, there's a lot of rules. And she's like, you just don't want to even, you know, don't even dip your toe in that nope. universe because there's no. Including like going over dressed like a giant baby and saying, school me. Yeah. Something. If you, if you, I'm just saying, if you were to wear an oversized diaper and had a rattle and went over there, what's the worst thing they're going to say is, like, do you still take naps and, and, and make wetsies? Hmm. And you'd say, well, I want I want a juice box. What? And just, you know, really, really kind of, um, you know, uh, a situationist, like really, really bring it to her. You know what I'm saying? You start doing that every day and the kids see it and they're screaming. The kids are already that, that, screaming every minute of every day. For minutes, but the, the, thing, the, the thing is, there are also 10 <sighs> families who, for whatever reason, rely on this woman to watch their kids. So you get and, in a white van and you just rev the engine out. You know, like just just ride ride by really slowly with a Real, big sign really on, the, on the white yeah, yeah, van yeah. that says baby kidnappers. Yeah, oh my well, God. no, no, no. Don't be weird. It would say something like locksmith or or every rose has its thorn. Maybe it's a custom van. But like instead of like playing turkey in the straw, it could be something like, I am an ice cream man. I am an ice cream man. On Saturday, I was walking down the street in the neighborhood. And there's a, this is the day before Halloween and there's a white van coming toward oh boy. me. Here mm -hmm. comes a white van. I'm walking along the sidewalk. White van slows down. And I was like, oh, white van slowing down. And hmm. you know, it's just, and it's, we're in, we're in a neighborhood, but it, it's kind of a busier street. And so the white van is slowing down, but it's not, there's no place to turn. It's kind of somewhat conspicuous that it's slowing down. And I look over at the white van and now the white van slows way down. And as it crosses the line where the, the mirror, the driver's side mirror is blocking the view of the driver. And then as the mirror goes past and the driver's face is revealed, yeah, it's a murder clown, like a scary, scary, scary clown. Well, that's not cool. And he has slowed the van down to a crawl and he's staring at me as he rolls by me. And it, and I'm like staring at him and the murder clown is such a good murder clown that I am chilled to the bone. You should see and, what he charges. And I'm like, that is the greatest Halloween costume I've seen in years. Mm. Because he's Oh no, this, no. Cause it's not like, oh, I'm a sexy hobo. Like that's a vision of horror. Yeah. He's just driving around 
in this white van. Wow. He might've even had to rent the white van. He's just driving around slow rolling on people. And, and after the horror passed, you know, and he's only 15 feet from me. I was like, bravo, bravo, sir. Uh And he like pulls off. But of course the murder clown face is, it shows no emotion. All it shows is that he's a clown that wants to murder you. And I, I, and I was inspired. It's it's, it's the remnants of a life of pain. That's why they look like that. Yeah. Well, that's exactly what it felt like. I could Mm -hmm. feel that. I could, you know, talk about vibe. Oh boy. That's a vibe. And and I realized, oh my God, what have I been doing? Like, like this person's really taking it to the next level. And I I could have, I could get a white van and drive around with them. It doesn't have to just be on Halloween. You know what I mean? You've owned a white van. I think are you saying, are you saying you feel like you phoned it in with half a werewolf face? I feel like. I feel like if that had happened and it was in March, it would have not been less scary, if Mm. you know what I mean. It would have been more horrifying in March than in Halloween, because no one expects a Mm -hmm. murder clown. And so, like, am I a professional? Just let me go. Am I a professional or not? Well, you mean at Halloween? No, and I had all. Oh, like, like in life. Oh, you, you're very, people give you money for things, don't they? Do I care enough to send the very best? I don't know, man. I mean, you could, I don't know. I, there's some, something's got to give, John. You yeah. can't, you can't let your mind be, uh, be carried away by these people. You're going to, you're going to, you're going to, you're, you're going to have to do something. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is this? I don't know. Jesus that was Christ. A super weird episode.